Philippians chapter 4. As we're going to read verses 6 and 7. If we could please stand to honor the reading of his word. And it says this in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratitude. Make your request known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God bless and honor the reading of his word. And you may be seated. You know, last week, I preached a sermon called Biological Thinking. Biological Thinking, in which we need to think biologically. The way the Bible teaches us to. Logically, of course, through the Bible. This is what I preached about. I know it sounded funny. That's a weird statement, biologically. And that's what I, I talked about. And I did, incidentally, through all the things, I did think biologically. Sometimes it's hard to do. When you have everybody talking to you differently, things around you tell you to think differently, things on TV, things on the news. People in your life tell you to think differently and emotionally. Things tell you to do that. We talked about that last week. We're going to talk a little bit more about the emotional thinking that the world tells you to think upon. That you're always right and everything else is wrong. But that's incorrect. The Bible is always right. The people around you are wrong. The people on the news, you're wrong. You're wrong. The people on television, you're wrong. The people at your work, you're wrong. How many times can you tell your boss you're wrong? Well, today you can say you're wrong. Because the fact of the matter is, is God is right and you're wrong. That goes for every one of you. That goes for all the people at home. You're wrong. God's right. That goes for me. You're wrong. God's right. God's always right, and we're wrong. Biological thinking is correct. Emotional thinking is wrong. That doesn't mean it's wrong to have emotions, but it's wrong when we allow the emotions to control us, and we don't allow biological thinking to be our guide. When we don't allow God to be our guide, that's hard. And it's hard sometimes because we have those emotions. It's true. And we'll get to all of that. We're not to be led by the world and by emotions. And sometimes we're not aware that it's the emotional ads that are controlling us. And you see what ads like commercials? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Speaking of ads, aren't you going to miss the political ads? Aren't you going to miss that? Aren't you going to miss it every single time you watch anything or all the political ads? Aren't you going to miss it? Oh, come on. Be honest. Be honest. You're going to miss that. We all love those things, don't we? No, I'm just joking with you. The fact of the matter is that this is a different kind of ad. Not adding things. People add enough to the Bible. They add plenty. And we get addicted to the adding to the Bible and taking away and the subtraction. But that's not the kind of ads we're talking about. These are different kind of ads. Different kind of ads. They add a lot to the Bible with these ads and our emotional ads. Well, what are we talking about, Pastor? Well, we'll get that in just a second. First of all, we need to know about emotional moods. We all have emotional moods. Every single one of us, we don't even realize it sometimes. Sometimes it's about dreams that we've had. We wake up and have emotional moods because of dreams we had. Or we didn't sleep right. You ever wake up with a bad neck or a bad back or you just didn't get enough sleep and so you have an emotional mood and your day starts off with an emotional mood? Oh, I've done that. Oh, I don't know why I woke up bad. Well, part of it's because you stayed up too late watching something and you shouldn't have been. You should have went to bed better, better than that. But it's your fault, Philip. Oh, I don't want to blame me. That's just too much responsibility to be honest with yourself. And so therefore, you have an emotional mood that you start off with. We all can be moody and it depends on our surroundings and it can affect our spiritual walk too. It sometimes depends on what's happening in the world around us. And it says this in Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool utters all his mind. Oh, I've been that fool before. I have. I hate to say it. 
A fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it in until afterwards. We need to be that way. We need to be that way. Unfortunately, we all have ads. We have ad moods. And what does that mean? Well, here they come. Here are the uh, emotional ads that I was talking about. We can be sad. We can be bad. We can be mad. We can be glad. Those are the ads, the emotional ads that we're talking about. We can have a sad mood, a bad mood, a mad mood, and a glad mood. We can have all those ads, those emotional ads in our life, and we do it sometimes. I'm going to use an example today, and I'm talking about Elijah. I love Elijah. He's one of my favorite people in the Bible. Oh, and I got a lot of favorites. You know that. But Elijah was one of them who served the Lord God with all his heart and soul. And he went and told people what was going to happen. And he followed the Lord God for three and a half years. As he followed the Lord God, there was a horrible time for a lot of people because it would not rain. You remember that. He told them it wasn't going to rain, and it didn't for three and a half years. And it came time when he went on top of the mountain, and it was a, uh, the mountain called uh, Jeriel. And as he went on top of that mountain, uh, they, people who were following Baal tried to make it rain. They couldn't make it rain. And so what happened was he went up there, and he said the prayer unto the Lord God, and God soaked, uh, or excuse me, uh, what happened was, he, Elijah, soaked everything, and God brought down fire. And when God brought down fire, then it started rain. And he was so excited, he had all the emotions a person could possibly have at this time of his life. He was so excited, so happy, that he started running. Now, Ahab, Ahab, King Ahab, he started going home. And as he started going home in his chariot, oh, Elijah was so excited, so happy. And first of all, he killed the people who were following Baal, uh, the false god, and then he started getting so excited that Elijah whew, ran, I mean physically ran, and he ran. you think about Forrest Gump, no, 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 this guy, he was running so fast, he ran past Ahab in the chariot, can you imagine that, that you're in a chariot of horses, and suddenly you look past, the, who's that, whoa, there he goes, there goes Ahab, there he goes, there goes Elijah, whew, he runs past him, so Ahab gets home, and he tells uh, uh, Jezebel, that evil, wicked woman, tells her what's going on. She says, we're going to have him killed. Well, the news gets back to Elijah. Elijah now went from being extremely happy, and then he all of a sudden starts getting very upset, very sad, very upset, and even mad. He hid. He hid for a long time. He hid overnight, and he hid under a tree. He hid under a tree, a juniper tree, and as he did this, an angel of the Lord come unto him, and he gave him uh, food, you know, like a cake, they called it. Now, I don't mean a cake. Don't think that he had cake with icing on top. No, 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 no. Talking about bread, you know. He gave him a cake, maybe a biscuit-like thing, and he gave him water. And then he went back to sleep again. And then the angel came back to him again and gave him more and said, get up and go. And so he started to walk because this food was going to take care of him for 40 days. And so he went out for 40 days, and he went into uh, Harib, which was a mountain, Mount Harib. And as he went to Mount Harib, he was there at this mountain. And when he went to this mountain, boy, he was about to go through even more emotions. He had now gone through happiness, through sadness, through confusion even. And, you know, that's going to be some emotion too. And through madness. He, he almost felt like, why did God abandon me? But he went up on top of this mountain, and he heard the Lord talking to him. When he said, unto, he said, why are you here, Elijah? God said unto Elijah, and Elijah went up on top of the mountain where God told him to go. And when on top of the mountain, suddenly there was a great wind 
who came upon him. A wind came upon him, but God was not the wind. And then, then there was a great earthquake that came upon Elijah up on that mountain, but God was not the earthquake. And then there was fire all around Elijah, but God was not in the fire. Then he went back. He put his cloak over his head. He went back into the cave. And again, he heard God talking to him. He said, why are you here, Elijah? And God spoke to him. God was in the soft, still voice. I say this to you. Oftentimes, we're covered emotionally. We hear the earthquakes all around us. We see the fire all around us. We're confused by the winds in our life. And emotionally, we're all freaking out. And we're upset. And we're emotionally driven because, oh, what am I going to do? The earthquakes in my life. Oh, what am I going to do? There's fire all around me. I'm going to get burned. We're all scared by the winds and everything else. But God is not in those things that are distracting us. God is that soft, still voice in our life that says, shush, be quiet. Just listen to me and be guided. So right now, you may have all sorts of emotional things in your life. Just be still and listen to this soft, still voice. Turn off everything else. Open up the Word of God and get into deep prayer. Because God is with you. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. The problem is so very often, we leave Him. We forsake Him and we wonder why our lives are going astray. And we say, I don't understand what's going on. I think we don't realize that we're going this way and that way. We don't realize if we just be still and listen, he speaks to us. We can't help it if the earth goes to quaking. We can't help it if things are going to shaking. But we can help how we react to it. we got to be calm. we got to be still. Just hush up and listen. Open up those ears. And I wasn't trying to do a Hulk Hogan thing there. I am trying to tell you, though, just open up the ears. Open up the ears and listen to the Lord God. He's speaking to every single one of us right now. If we just listen, we'll hear him. Listen with the correct ears. Correct ears. Don't hear what you want to hear. Hear what he's saying to us today. And so let's now talk. Let's now talk about all the ads, the ad moods, the emotional ads. Let's first go to the sad mood. We all have it. We all have the sad moods. We'd be lying to ourselves right now if we didn't say we sometimes get sad. Uh, anybody here sometimes get sad? Oh, we know we do. We all get sad. Nobody here has never not been sad. <laughs> we all get sad. But in John 14, 1, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And folks, if you've asked Jesus in your heart, Jesus is with you. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to get emotionally sad. We do get sad. Sometimes it's our own fault. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's things that's going on in the world. Right now, a lot of people are sad because of things that happened this week. I happen to know this. Things happen to me this week that are very sad. Some things happen I'm very happy. I happen to know no matter what happens, happy or sad, God is with me. And I'm going to be sad at times. But more than sad is happiness. And so, therefore, he's going to lift me up. During the good, during the bad, during the ugly. God is going to lift me up. Amen? Amen. And by the way, I'm not saying these things like I'm better than you. No, 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 no. I'm simply trying to tell you that there's times I'm so sad, I don't want to get up again. 
There's times I lay in bed. I've been so sad. I've sucked on a thumb like Linus from the Peanuts cartoon. I'm here to tell you there's times I've literally held on to a blue blanket and not wanted to get up again. I'm here to tell you I've been so sad. I've been depressed. I've had depression all over my life. If you're going through depression right now, I understand. I've been that. I've been there. I thought the people that loved me the most didn't love me anymore and were done with me. But I know one thing. God loves me more than anyone else in this world ever could. And I don't care about those people anymore because God has never left me and he never will. And he's never going to leave you either. And that's all I have to say about that. But I will tell you this. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the contrite of spirit. If you feel brokenhearted right now, know that Jesus Christ, the Lord God, is with you. You don't have to feel so sad because God is with you. He understands. He doesn't understand my problems. Yes, he does. He was with you. He is with you. Who is it who's telling you that you're alone? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's the devil whispering in your ear. You're all alone. You're all alone. Nobody understands you. Tell that little bald-faced liar to shut up and listen to the word of God. He's not left you. He's not going to. Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. He's never going to allow it. Be righteous. Stay in the word. Stay there. James 5.13, is anyone among you suffering? Oh, I love this part. I love this part because this helps greatly. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone merry? Let him sing psalms. Have you ever found yourself so depressed, so sad, and then all of a sudden you pick up the word of God? All of a sudden it picks you up. Or you start to pray to the Lord God and your spirit changes. And then you start singing hymns or praise songs, and suddenly you feel like dancing. Well, there's a reason for that, because you're no longer in the molly grubs. You're no longer in the molly grubs. You're suddenly in the praises. I used to have a character I would say when I knew someone who used to love to get depressed. I don't know why they would love to get depressed. Why would you want to say that way? But I used to make up this character of molly grubs and say, oh, no, kind of like Droopy, remember? Oh, no, poor little me. The fact of the matter is we don't want to stay that way. We don't need to be in the molly grubs. No, we want to stay happy. Stay happy. Stay. In the, I'm not talking about being unrealistic. No, nothing's wrong with me. I only have the flu. I only have, no, I'm not talking about that. I say, I'm talking about keeping your mind on Christ. I'm not saying that saying everything is great when it's not. I'm talking about being realistic. And yet, remembering that Christ is with us even when bad things are happening. James 4, 7, therefore submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When the devil is telling you all is wrong, resist him. Focus on Christ. Focus on his word. And remember this when you're saved. There's no need to stay sad because 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins and he is faithful, excuse me, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I'm talking about when you're saved. If you've never been saved, that can change today. Jesus will save you from your sins. Maybe you've never said the prayer of salvation. That could change this very day. But perhaps you've already been saved. You think you've lost it. You can't lose your salvation. The other thing is, when Satan tries to tell you you're not worth being saved, well, he's a little bit right. None of us are. None of us are. But remember, you're already saved. You've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. We love to 
remember all of our badness because Satan loves to do that to us. But you've confessed your sins. If you made a mistake, go back to Jesus. He already knows about it anyway. Just confess it and go on. Don't stay in the sadness. Don't stay in that. Move on from it. Now, on to the next ad. The next ad is bad. We can be in a bad mood. Anyone ever wake up in a bad mood and you don't know why? Maybe it's a crick in the neck. Maybe you had a bad dream. Who knows? Maybe you had a bad hair day. I don't remember what those are like. I'll be honest with you. It's been a while. Oh, hush up. I, I, I know what you're all saying up for me. I'm just joking with you. The fact of the matter is, is I, I still have some bad hair days. What couple of hairs I have left go whoop, sticking up like alfalfa from the old Little Rascals cartoon, you know. But the fact of the matter is, is I sometimes get in a bad mood. We get kind of touchy and sensitive and everything just rubs you the wrong way. You ever had those days? I think we do sometimes. Everything rubs us the wrong way. Well, Colossians 2.8 says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Now, this is really talking about taking into false religions and other things. But in truth, this can happen when you're in a bad mood. People start trying to argue with you and get you off the mind of Christ. When you're in a bad mood, this is when you need to pray the most. Get your mind back on Jesus, not on the things of the world. Not on the things that make you angry. Back to Christ. Because when you're in a bad mood, it can take you quickly to a mad mood. A mad mood where you're very angry. And we're to represent Jesus Christ. We don't need to be in a mad mood. What kind of Christian example is to be angry all the time? And by the by, many excuses people make. Jesus threw the tables. Jesus threw the tables. Yeah, Jesus did throw the tables. He threw the tables when people were disrespecting the name of the Lord God. That wasn't Jesus Christ just walking in places and going, I don't like this food. It wasn't Jesus Christ just saying, what? No, I don't feel good today. Throw that table. Let's not take the Bible out of context. Please, please. Let's not just say it's okay to be angry and throwing things every which way but loose. That's not what the Bible says, and we're not to do that. No. When things make you angry, suddenly we oftentimes start throwing a rip-roaring fit. I've seen it happen. We all start becoming like the Incredible Hulk, and we're not to be that way. Let's now turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 26 through 32. And I might actually read a couple of verses in chapter 5. I'm not sure. There will only be two. But here we go. Be angry, but do not sin. See, I've said it many times. It's not a sin to be angry. It's what you do with it. Because angry... Being angry is just a, uh, an emotion. And what we do with it is much more than that. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down upon your anger. Do not give place to the devil. Let him who steals, steal no more. Instead, let him labor, working with his hands things which are good, that he may have something to share with him who is in need. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth but only that which is good for building up, that it may, be, it may give grace to the listeners and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God in whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outburst of, and blasphemies with all malice be taken away from you and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. And verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 and 2 says this, 
Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. We are not to allow our temperament to be a horrible example, constantly angry. Have you ever seen people who are angry all the time? And that's usually not the greatest example of Jesus Christ. But I have seen people like that. They're mad constantly, always angry. You don't usually think of them as, oh, that's just like Jesus. That's just like Jesus, always mad, always angry. No, no, no. Jesus is representation of love. That doesn't mean loving sin. That just means he loves them even though they've sinned. And the fact is, is we see people oftentimes this way, angry all the time. We're not to be that way. It says in Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. If you want people to come to Christ and you're to be an example of Christ, you're not to be angry at them, bitter to them. Show love, show compassion. Once again, not excusing sin, but showing love to the sinner. That's how we're to be. Proverbs 15, 8, a wrathful man, a wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger appeases strife. Proverbs 16, 32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. And even in the New Testament, we see it over and over again. We see these very discussions. And James 1.20 is a great one. For the anger of a man does not work the righteousness of God. I think that's probably my favorite one. I'll say it again because I love that one. For the anger of a man does not work the righteousness of God. When we throw a fit, how good is that for the Lord God? Because that's really how we should always think of things. Not what we want, but what God wants. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. There's been times that I have thrown a fit like Donald Duck. Oh, absolutely. You remember Donald Duck always throwing a fit, going nuts? Always. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. There's been times I wanted to throw in a can of, of spinach like Popeye and go crazy. It doesn't work either. You have to be calm and cool. Hey, in the flesh, I've done many of things I shouldn't have done. I've said many words I should never have said in the flesh. I'm not perfect. I'm no saint, except I am a saint in the Lord Jesus Christ, saved by grace, not by actions. I'm not a saint in the way the world sees a saint, but by Jesus Christ, I'm a saint because I'm saved by his grace, by his good. But we can't go by emotion, but by the emotion of Jesus Christ and what he has done. Galatians 6.1, brothers, if a man is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, watching yourselves lest you also be tempted. And this I'm simply saying, if someone is throwing a fit and acting ignorant in such a way, show love. Don't act out in the same way. That's hard sometimes. When people are throwing down on you wanting to fight, it's hard not to get in the, the flesh too. It's hard. There's times that people want to fight with me and, and argue with me and rather be on Facebook or anything else they want to argue with you and you want to say something real witty and jerky and you want or, or if in person then they say something like well let me tell you something brother and you want to whatever it is and getting all hulk hogan now but the thing is you've got to be calm because you don't represent hulk hogan you don't represent wittiness you don't represent your sarcasm you don't represent being tough oh i've gone to the gym and you don't represent any of that you represent jesus christ the lord and savior no one's going to care that you felt tough. No one's going to care that you felt good at that moment. That emotion is going to come and go. 
but the guilt's going to come because you didn't represent Jesus when you had a chance. That's what we need to remember. That's what we need to remember. And then you will feel bad. You will feel very bad. Remember this, 1 Peter 4, 8, above all things, have unfailing love for one another because love covers what? A multitude of sins. Praise the Lord God. Christ's love covered us. We need to show Christ's love, that agape love, no matter what. And boy, that's hard sometimes. Even this the other day, I was trying to show love towards someone, agape love, godly love for someone. And I felt like I was being kicked and hit and spit in the eye. And there was a part of me that wanted to say all sorts of things. And all I could do is say, okay, okay. And I walked away. But boy, I'm going to tell you something. If you could hear all the wonderful, smart, elegant things in this mind that was going on, it was wonderful. And God said, shut up. And I said, okay. And all I could say was, okay. Okay, you're right. You're right. God bless. And walk on. Boy, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? It's hard being human when you have Christ living in you sometimes because the human wants to speak out. And Christ says, if you do it, you'll be sorry. And you know what? Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for not letting me be what I wanted to be because I became what I needed to be. And that is obedient and so happy that I didn't get my way at that moment. I'm so happy that I lost that argument and won the war. And I don't mean I won, but Christ won through me. Thank God. Thank you, Lord God, because you know what? I'm happy. I'm very, very happy. And you will be too. You will be too. The next mood is glad. Folks, we're to be glad. Glad, yes. But glad for the right reasons. Not glad because we get our way, but glad because we're serving the Lord God. Not glad because, oh, the person I voted for won. No, 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 no. Not glad because, oh, I got the last Snickers bar. No, 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 no. Not glad because, oh, I kicked the guy in the shin and he's hurting. No, 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 no. Not glad because, oh, I got everything I wanted for Christmas. I'm getting nothing for No, no, no. Not that. Glad because we're serving the Lord Jesus Christ and he will take care of us. You may not be glad, but God will take care of you. You should be glad of that. Put your joy in him. Proverbs 15, 13, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Talk about a face. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Colossians 3, 2, set your affection on things above not things of the earth. Like I said, we sometimes don't feel happy. I didn't get the car I wanted. I didn't do this. This person left me, broke up with me, hurt me, all those things. But if you look at the big picture, when the Lord shows it to you, sometimes you don't see it right away. I don't have everything I want. Guess what? It's probably the greatest blessing of your life. And you don't even see the big picture right now. But guess what? Later on, if you step back, and God shows you the big picture and why he didn't give you what you wanted, you're going to say, oh, 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 thank you, Lord God. You know why I'm doing that right now. 
I'm starting to see things. I'm starting to see big pictures. I'm saying, thank you, God, for taking that out of my life. Thank you, Lord. You took another tumor out. I see it. Thank you, Jesus Christ. I didn't see it at the time, but thank God that tumor is gone, and I'm seeing it. And you know what? Even though there's still troubles, but I'm enjoying the tumor being out of my life. Thank you, Lord. I am happy for it. I'm happy for it. Thank you, God. I'm happy for the tumorless life at this moment. And I'm happy for that. You know what? The point is, is you can be glad even in the moment of being sad when you put your eyes on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the point is, is you can be glad in the right things, not in the wrong things. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. Well, that's hard sometimes, Pastor. I know, but we need to. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And the last thing, we've already talked about the emotional moods, the sad mood, the bad mood, the mad mood, the glad mood, but we need to give our moods to the last ad, to dad. And I'm talking about Father God. I'm talking about Father God, not our dad here on earth. Father God, we need to give gratitude. Gratitude to dad, father God. Always. Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, that's hard sometimes when it looks like everything's falling down around you, but we need to rejoice in the Lord always, even when things look so bad, but they're not so bad because God has a plan. We just can't see it, but God has it for us. 1 Corinthians 14, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. He is going to bring us peace. We just can't see it yet. So we may feel confused, but don't be confused because God is going to show us. It's just not his time yet. So don't be so confused. Just know his time isn't there yet. You'll see when it's his time. You'll see. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. He most certainly cares for you. Give your cares upon him. He's there for you. Don't give up just yet. Lamentations 3.22. I lament to God all the time. What does it mean to lament? I tell him what's on my heart. It means I'm complaining. I do complain sometimes. I don't say, why did you leave me, God? Why did I say, Lord, I don't understand. What's wrong? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? That's lamenting. I lament to him. Here's what Lamentations 3.22 says. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions do not fail. His compassions, his love, it doesn't fail us. And we need to know that. He's not going to leave us, not forsake us. And I'm going to read you one last thing out of my Bible here before I go through the last couple of verses. And that's Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 24. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are revealed, which are these, adultery, sexual immorality, impurity, lewdness, idolatry, 
sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, rage, selfishness, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you, as I previously warned you, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with his passions and lust. We are the Lord Jesus Christ. We belong to him. We can give ourselves unto him and be to the Father, the Lord God, and know that he is with us. We have nothing to fear. No matter what occurs, we need to continue to know that the emotional ads can slow us down if we give ourselves unto them. If we're in a sad mood, a bad mood, a mad mood, or a glad mood, if we don't give ourselves unto the Lord God, we can give ourselves over to them almost as if they're a God. And we need to be very, very careful of those things. Remember Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, and I mean this, folks, right now for those who are afraid of what's happening in our world and our country. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And the last closing verse that I give to you, I mean with all my heart. I open with Philippians 4, 6, or 7. I close it with Philippians 4, 13. Because it matters not who's in control here in America. It matters who's controlling our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. You're going to be great. No matter what happens in your life, if you continue to make sure that Christ is the one in control of you. Let's now close in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, we love you so very much. We give you our all. We pray that we not allow ourselves to be controlled by our emotions, but be controlled by the Spirit, controlled by you, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray right now for anyone who is going through great sadness in their life. Lord God, it could be that someone has lost someone deep in their life, Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're going through something that's hurting them. Maybe they feel like half of their life or more is hurting them so horribly, horribly deep. Lord, I pray that you be with them. Maybe right now someone is feeling lost because they are uh, overwhelmed by what's going on in their life, and I pray that you be with them. Lord, maybe someone feels bad because of everything around them, and I pray you be with them. Maybe someone's just angry, or maybe someone is overjoyed because of the wrong things. And Lord, whatever these emotions may be, I pray that you will overtake them through the Spirit of the Lord God, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, that you will lead them and guide them. And if there be anyone out there right now who has not asked you to be the Lord and Savior, that this be the day that that changes. I pray all of this in your holy, precious name. Amen.